T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Former Chicago Alderman Bob Fioretti is a familiar name in Chicago area election cycles. He is running for Cook County Board President this year, and this time the former Democrat is running as a Republican. It is indeed a new day. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. My guest this weekend is attorney Bob Fioretti. He was a two-term Chicago alderman until 2015 when he left the city council to run for mayor. He has run for mayor twice. He's also run for Cook County State's attorney. He did that in 2020. He's run for Cook County board president before as well, losing to Tony Preckwinkle <laughs> in the Democratic primary. Now he is running as a Republican. In his other career, Bob Fioretti has been an active lawyer is still an active lawyer working in the city corporations council uh, in the past and in private practice, often doing pro bono work. And he is joining me via Zoom conferencing. Bob Fioretti, welcome back. Hey, good to be here. Thank you very much. Well, let's dive right in because the uh, leaders of the city and Cook County have outlined their proposed budgets and County Board President Tony Preckwinkle's spending plan contains no property tax increase and benefits from federal recovery funds. That sounds like good news, but do you call it a recipe for disaster? Why is that? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that because uh, as I did say uh, immediately after the uh, announcement of a budget, that the problems that we're faced with here are much more long-term. And what we're facing uh, is a long-term possible recession also. But there are no new cuts. There's no uh, freezes. They talk about hiring uh, uh, additional individuals here in the budget, another 1,700. And it's not clear whether it's going to be uh, permanent or those that are going to be um, in this budget will be uh, part-time. Uh, we need budget cuts. We don't need growth and spending. We have 4,000 vacancies here in this budget, and most of them are in the healthcare. That's about $300 million uh, in terms of what's happening. Uh, maybe those 4,000 jobs should be frozen, not filled. And what's going on, uh, as I've said before, Provident Hospital. Folded in the Stroger. Let's save staff and, and millions of dollars. Maybe we should repurpose it as a 
patient mental health facility. Every psychiatric professional is complaining about the closure by both uh, Tony Preckwinkle and by Rom on the closure of inpatient uh, psychiatric hospitals. Uh, and we, we have to look at the capital budget. Is there a plan here to rebuild the jail blocks that she tore down? Where's the budget plan for the computer system to get the tax bills out on time? Any other business would have had that up and running a year in advance. They knew a year ago, she knew a year ago that the tax bills were not going to go out on time and decided to bring a few people together to try to solve the problem and they couldn't. Uh, in this budget, we have a 7.8% increase. Uh, and it's if that kind of an increase, it's three times the size of the budget uh, a decade ago. Uh, where are the performance uh, uh, parameters to measure, measure the budget effectiveness? Uh, I plan, when I am the president, to institute objective milestone goals uh, for all areas of the budget, especially for uh, the state's attorney, the sheriff, the and the uh, judicial budgets. There must be a way to measure the effectiveness of billions of taxpayer dollars and money and how we're spending it. There's no transparency. I, Under this budget, I don't see any leadership. I don't see any creativity in this process. Uh, Preckwinkle is balancing this budget with vacant healthcare positions and, and she's putting inmates out on the street. Remember, four years ago, when I did debate her, she said she had two aims, one to lower the jail population, and she has, and see what the results are in the streets of, of the city of Chicago, and secondly, to get the uh, tax bills out on time. Both of these, she, she has failed at. Uh, I, I look at what she's doing, I think it's a danger, her tactics and what she has done to the citizens of this city and this county are really uh, harmful in terms of the effects. Um, we are looking at even at the electronic monitoring proposals, uh, the cost of these devices, how many have been destroyed by accused, how many people are monitoring those that are released on, on the, these monitors. What are the reports of the effectiveness of this program? Plans to improve electronic monitoring. And for example, I'm, lo I'm looking and working on a plan right now uh, to bring the sharpshooter uh, data and uh, the uh, electronic monitoring together to see if any of these people uh, are present when gunshots are fired. The county budget uh, has $491 million for pension in 2023. Of that, as you know, is 291 is a supplemental payment uh, that the county has been required to prop up uh, the pension funds lagging fund ratio. Uh, and as you started off with this show, you did sound like um, uh, you were saying that uh, the use of billions of dollars of federal funds are coming into this program. Well, it's going to require a lot more transparency because they represent uh, a one-time payment uh, and it gives a, a false sense of security. Uh, and it could be a budget trap for the next budget that we're looking at if not spent wisely and if the people don't know and if we don't have an accurate plan for it.
Well, <laughs> you you've given me a lot of uh, a lot of things to ask about, and I want to take some of them uh, one at a time. For example, uh, let's talk about those four thousand vacancies. Um, as you pointed out, most of them are in healthcare. That sounds like a shortage of people to help people when they need it. Uh, and in fact, they're as you say, they're trying to fill some of those. They had plans to hire some 1,700 of them. Um, aren't you concerned about services for people? Some of those, uh, for example, Provident Hospital is on the south side. There is a, a, a lack of health care, of available health care on the south side. Isn't the county obligated to help try to fill that gap? Well, first of all, let's address the uh, vacancy issue. Um, I, I think the problems that we're experiencing are a lot of people in healthcare, and I talk to them all the time, uh, want to leave this city, want to leave this county. They don't feel safe, uh, and they are moving out as quick as they can. Those that get a good education in this campus that we have developed here from uh, Crane High School into Rush and the universities around uh, the hospitals are they get trained there and they move on so there is a problem that we have of safety uh, of our people of the uh, who are living here in the county and in the city they just don't want to live here and that becomes the the major problem that we face with and secondly is to address the issue of health care uh, I spoke uh, when the original Health Care Act came up, uh, probably at about 40 or 50 churches to urge people to come out and get signed up and go to the hospitals, get health care, uh, and make sure that they have adequate health care for everybody, no matter what age, what zip code they live in. Um, some of the ineffective policies of this administration of what both, both the city and the county do are not reaching out enough to some of our underserved areas. Uh, one year, I had a woman from Dr. Sandy uh, Goldberg out of Channel 5. Uh, she created a foundation called uh, Silver Lining Foundation. Uh, with her help, I leafleted over uh, a thousand homes in Abla, uh, Henry Horner, then uh, Rockwell Gardens. And we had over 100 people show up for mammograms for free that she provided. And several of those individuals had cancer. She made sure she took care of them. We have to reach out to our communities to provide good health care. period. Uh, when you're talking about uh, the milestone goals for all agencies, uh, including the state's attorney, in fact, let's use, because public safety is such a big topic. Let's use the state's attorney's office as, as, a, as an example. What would these kinds of goals look like when you're talking about public safety and an office that prosecutes crime? Well, I'm not sure when you say it prosecutes crime, people are viewing the state's attorneys as, as an additional arm of the public defender's office. Um, the, the policies that have been enacted by Tony Preckwinkle, who is the chief architect of the failed policies causing the crime surge here in this city and county. She has repeatedly failed Cook County residents by enacting harmful, dangerous policies that have been ineffective at providing public safety. Preckwinkle has led the vote to defund uh, police. 
She continues to minimize law enforcement and treats violent offenders as victims while disregarding law-abiding Cook County citizens. Um, Kim Fox is her hand-picked protege uh, and state's attorney, and together they have failed the public here. And, and I say this, there are things that we can be looking at and gathering people that want to do good uh, prosecution, and at the same time, uh, the, uh, good public defenders. I've always been uh, in favor of making sure that we have uh, good uh, people that are either prosecuting and defending uh, those that have committed crimes here in Cook County. And we should be looking at that. Tell me what you think the county should be doing differently. In fact, what the state's attorney's office should be doing differently. Um, what change would you make uh, that you think would bring down the level of crime? Well, I, I think following the law enacting the law uh we look when we look at what's happening on michigan app and by uh the state's attorney arbitrarily raising uh you know the the lack of of prosecution of anybody that that steals out of any of those shops up and down anywhere up to a thousand dollars is just pure ridiculous uh, it, it's fostering this environment that anything goes. Uh, I have walked into a number of stores uh, throughout this county and say, well, what happens if somebody just walks out? Uh, will you prosecute? And they say no. I was at the Walgreens in Greektown uh, on Halstead there on Monroe. And uh, the, the cashier started yelling, there he goes, there he goes, somebody stop him. And I, and I said to her, yeah, will you prosecute? And she said, no, I don't know why I even know that. So that's that's the feeling of unaccountability that we're having in our criminal justice system, and it's leading to a breakdown of society here. When I've talked with uh, State's Attorney Fox, she says sometimes it's a matter of priorities, that there is so much violent crime that she is devoting more resources to combating violent crime and fewer to retail theft. And that's why she said you raise the threshold so you don't start sending prosecutors in for like $200 uh, theft from someplace. No, you send the prosecutors in when it was a shooting. Well, all I can say is she's absolutely wrong. Uh, it, it has led to a system of unaccountability that people can do whatever they want uh, those these uh, have minimized law enforcement uh, they're treating uh, all criminals as victims uh, and they disregard you know good upstanding law-abiding uh, county residents um and also the jail population uh she and the sheriff would argue that what they have been doing in reducing the population is moving out nonviolent offenders, people who may have been held for, despite the you know the the uh, the the crime because of the bail system, that they're on they're in jail because of minor drug offenses and the like, and that that's where the bulk of the people who have been let out uh, have been from. Well, I've been a long-term advocate 
uh, of those that are, have uh, committed nonviolent uh, offenses, uh, that you minimize bail or make sure that we don't have it. Uh, I've been active in helping uh, with the women's court, uh, mental health court, vet veterans court, where you can bring people through the system, give them uh, a additional resources, and that they can uh, revolve out of the system and not have anything on their records. Uh, we have a system in place that obviously Kim Fox doesn't know about, obviously that Tony Preckwinkle doesn't know about, and, and, and how we can help people who commit these low-level nonviolent crimes. And we can help uh, get them uh, into a productive way if they uh, uh, follow what the judges say and follow what their uh, probation officers say to them. You're listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. My guest is Bob Fioretti, the former Chicago alderman, now running for president of the Cook County Board, challenging Tony Preckwinkle. Um, where would you make cuts in, in the budget? And assuming that you would not want to cut the budget in any way that, uh, that harms people or does, you know, deprives them of needed services. Well, I haven't uh, looked through the whole budget as we go through these next two weeks of the budget hearings, uh, and I'm examining each and every area of the budget, but I know uh, we need to be careful of the long-term spending. Uh, not only uh, should we be cautious of the potential or the possibility that we're entering into a recession, uh, we're seeing the inflationary uh, uh, policies that are created out of the Biden administration, we're also seeing the uh, gas prices starting to go back up. Uh, you know, people are struggling uh, and we need to look at what's happening in our property tax system. I, I think I'm gonna take a hard look and deal with uh, both the treasurer's office and the assessor's office in terms of what we're doing uh, and how we are uh, using property taxes. Uh, the property taxes in the city of Chicago uh, uh, you know, when you look at 50% of it's going towards uh, our failed school system, we better get back on the track on what we're doing and work with everybody, work with this, uh, the Chicago Board of Education, work with uh, the city of Chicago to make sure education becomes the top priority, not the costly priority. But can you cut a budget and not also be cutting around things like education around public safety where what areas do you see where there could be cuts if you you know if you're worried about property taxes cutting the taxes would would give you less money to fund government wouldn't it uh, I, I'm sitting with several people now who are healthcare professionals and have run hospitals, and they have been examining the budget and see the failure of Cook County Hospital to make collections and uh, from the various sources that we should be collecting funds for. Uh, it may not even be an issue of cutting. Uh, when I was alderman, you know, I had a, a history of creating jobs, 8,000 jobs I brought to my ward. Uh, I attracted businesses and I made sure that they hired locally. We had community benefit agreements uh, with many of the, the jobs that came in here and they hired from locally from the community. And you know, that cuts down crime. Uh, and why do I say that? Because 
in the first 30 minutes, um, a, a gunshot wound is about $50,000. And who pays for that? The taxpayers of the County of Cook. They're paying for that. And we've had, I believe, uh, 2,800 people shot here in the city of Chicago alone. I'm not even taking in the, the numbers that are uh, outside in the county, but that those numbers are what the people of this county pay for. And it's, you know, we, we have to look at a system of bringing down crime uh, and working with people all the way across the board. Um, the Preckwinkle administration has uh, made a lot of, uh, of uh, emphasis on viewing programs and policies through an equity lens. Do you feel that's a good way to do government? Well, I've always reached out to make sure people were employed. Um, I was just talking today with several people. Uh, during my term as alderman, every year I had a, uh, a job fair for veterans. I had a job fair for uh, ex-cons, uh, uh, as they call themselves. And I had a job fair for community people. Um, and the, people want to work. I, I in where my home is often as alderman, I'd have people uh, sitting on my uh, uh, steps waiting for me to get home, and they were drug dealers saying, "I need a job, alderman. I need help. I have three kids. I have four kids. Can you find me a job?" And when we have jobs for people and we reach out to them, we can make sure everybody is doing better. Uh, the practical administration has not been has not really in all of their years. Uh, focused on giving jobs to the community. All of a sudden, as we're now in an election cycle and she's got competition, they, uh, she's saying, well, we need to hire in this community, that community. Well, where have you been? Where have you been that you're now talking about opening up mental health centers that you closed down years ago? Uh, it, it's it, A lot of this is election gamemanship, but we have to look to the future on what we're doing. Well, talking about elections in general, you are running in one as a Republican. Uh, for as long as I've known you, you've run as a Democrat. Uh, why the switch now? Um, people always thought I was a, uh, a Republican. I got accused of that often. I've supported good Republicans, good ethical Republicans who stood up for the people. Uh, and I said six years ago uh, on a, a national television or a, a local uh, that the Democratic Party has left me. It has left uh, thousands like me, those that are in the middle class. I'm a first generation. Uh, my dad was a pipe fitter. My, uh, my uncle was an electrician. Uh, when my, uh, my, folks and my, my folks and my uh, grandparents came to this country, they only came with the clothes on their back. Uh, and things have changed. We're no longer in this, this uh, system. Uh, you look at what the Democratic Party stands for. It stands for big business. It's, it's the tech industry. It doesn't stand for the people of uh, the middle class. Uh, they, they have yet to help the middle uh, class here. So it's been a, it was a decision that took a little while for me to make. I was asked, I was recruited to run for this position. I said, yes. Um, and I, I am proud of the decision that I've made. And I think if my parents were alive now, they'd be supporting me all the way. 
obviously, uh, on economic issues, uh, you can see how the Republican uh, policies would perhaps be attractive to you. But now, are you also feeling the Republicans represent the social issues uh, the way you would? Well, my core values have not changed. And a lot of, if you really listen to what the social values are, it depends. Uh, the Cook County Republican Party is very moderate. Uh, they will open their eyes or really a big tent. Um, some of the things that you hear about are mischaracterization uh, across the board. And I am surprised and wherever I go, uh, there are people in the Republican Party that believe in conservative values, family values, uh, having their kids have a good education, making sure they their kids work hard and giving back to the community. I think that's just, this is what it's all about. Um, it's how we embrace America as a melting pot and the reality of what we see every day and how we celebrate that melting pot of all people all religions, all ethnic uh, strides, and together we can uh, celebrate what's great about our nation and what's really great about this county, because this county is a convergence of so many diverse peoples and cultures, and I will be proud to represent this county as president of the Cook County Board. Um you're supporting Darren Bailey, the uh, the Republican standard bearer at the top of the ticket, are you? Uh, I'm supporting the whole Republican ticket, yes. And you believe Darren Bailey would make a better governor than uh, than to J.B. Pritzker? After listening to the first debate, I got to say, uh, he came out ahead uh, on all of the issues affecting the economy, how we, how we grow our economy here. Uh, we have good education for our kids and how we can make a life here for small businesses, big businesses in this uh, uh, city and in this state. Yes. And what do you believe are the qualities about you that make you a better fit for Cook County Board President? Well, I, I think I have the experience. I have the background. Uh, I grew up in a uh, very diverse neighborhood. Uh, I believe my uh, folks are both uh, immigrants in a sense. My mother was born here shortly after her parents got here. Uh, I have the integrity. I'll stand up for the, uh, uh, the, the voices that aren't heard. I, I have always been one to stand up for the voices that are not heard. That's why I was always viewed as uh, an anti-corruption candidate when I was in the city council. Uh, they did everything they could, the powers to be, to cut me off from uh, the ability to fundraise, to, to uh, you know, say things that were not true about me. But always, many a time when I, when I gave speeches, especially on violence, uh, people, some of the other aldermen would come up to me and say, uh, pat me on the back. You can say that, but I can't say that. I said, yes, you can. Get out there and say it. I remember when the head of the unions came up to me and said, that was the best proposals I've ever heard on the pension program. You know, but nobody will want to do it as he was looking at the leaders that were there. 
Uh, you know, people have to stand up. This election is important, both for public safety, how we spend money, how transparency uh, in, in our government. People need to know where they stand. And one thing, I'll always be out there for the people of this county and this state and this city. Do you have the resources to get your message out? You're running against the chair of the Cook County Democratic Party. Uh, so she's got quite a, a, a campaign war chest. Uh, is, is this a, a true uphill fight? Uh, it is. It's a David and Goliath uh, type fight here. Uh, she has the resources. Let's not forget, as chair of the Democratic Party, when she slated all the judges, they had to do two things. Every per and they all won in their primaries. And don't forget, I wasn't slated until after the primaries in June. But those judges had to give forty thousand dollars to the Democratic Party, number one, and then number two, they had to sw uh, swear and take the oath of loyalty, not to the Constitution of the, of the United States or to the state of Illinois, but to the uh, to the Democratic Party. They had to swear their loyalty. Can you imagine? Uh, being in front of a judge who has now taken that oath, uh, not to the people, but to the Democratic Party, something's wrong with the system. She's become the machine candidate, and it's time that this machine needs an overhaul. That's going to be the final word. Bob Fioretti, thank you very much for uh, for joining me. Bob is a candidate for Cook County Board President, and he is challenging Tony Preckwinkle. To our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website, wbbmnewsradio.com. There's a link on the homepage. You can also find our podcasts on odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of that issue, and I hope you'll be listening until then. I'm Craig Delamore, 105.9 WBBM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.